Cole, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, you know, just getting ready to unleash a torrent of fresh new metal. Ah, uh, see, when I think of torrents, I think of illegal activity. God, that's this first thing I was thinking of. <laughs> no, like like a torrent of water. Yeah. No, no. This is what the internet's done to me. It's what it's done to society. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right off the bat. If you like any of the music you hear <laughs> on this episode, please support. buy it. Yes, support. These are like bands that you know. We try to stick to the underground shit. So, like, when you go to Bandcamp and you buy their music, it's like handing them ten dollars and being like, "I appreciate you." Really, really, and tr- truly, folks, I can I can attest to this. It's you're you're directly supporting them. So so do it. Indeed. Don't hesitate. But only if you like it. I'm not gonna tell you to go buy shit you don't like. No, I'll buy it, even if you're <laughs> <laughs> only it, kidding. It's garbage. I bought 12. Um, we've got a really interesting uh, assortment of music. We've got some black, some black metal. Uh, but we've also got, like, the opposite end of the spectrum of, like, music that, music that sounds like it came out during the 70s. So it's going to be... It's going to be real crazy. Real weird. We're going to start this bitch off with something that if you are a long-time listener or a fan of Dark Descent Records, you're you're going to know who the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, if you listen to episode three, which is the Dark Descent episode, I interviewed Sepaternal Dusk and played their song Seclusion of the Bereaved. Uh, that came off of their self-titled album back in September of 2014. So it's been almost like five years since. It's a long time. Yeah, like they, their their first release was 2014 in September. This release is releasing on the 27th of September. Uh, I'm going to butcher their band name, not band name, album title. Cenotap of Defectious Creation? Cenotaph? Cenotaph of Defectious Creation. That would be my guess. Not sure what a cenotaph is. I know what an epitaph is. You know what? You know what knows? Google. I fucking love that about Google. (laughs) I'm like, how does word pronounce? And it's like, oh, here it is, you dumbass. Gee, thanks. Ooh, ooh, let's see if it'll work. Can't, will it pick up? Cenotaph. 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 A monument to someone buried elsewhere, especially one commemorating people who died in war. Hmm. Thanks, Google. Cenotaph of defectious creation. I like it. It's a very metal title. They're a pretty fucking metal band, <laughs> <laughs> as you very metal title. We'll hear from the song that I will be playing, "Excavated Filth from Dimensional Incarnations." See another one right there. Yeah, the, yeah. This band, uh, they're like that name's real interesting. That's a song title. 
if I ever heard one. Probably. Actually, they've probably been doing this for so long that it's just like, yep, that's it. And we're good. Uh, If you don't remember, um, okay, this is their second full length. It is Primitive Death Doom. It's going to be five tracks of mid-tempo death played with intent and a disdain for modern death metal cliché. Yeah. Anti-death um, metal. <laughs> but fuck your death metal. Death metal. Uh, but yeah, here is excavated filth from dimensional incarnations. Say that ten times fast. I'm not even going to try. <laughs>
is sempidernal dusk. What do you think of the ridiculously long title? Fuck, what was it? I can't remember. Uh, excavated filth from dimensional incarnations. How did I like the title? I, th- I think that it was, I think it's fitting for the, the length of the song. It's a doozy, <laughs> but I mean, it's five songs. Yeah. And they're, I can't remember how many songs were on their last album, but they, they don't make like fucking three minute songs. Yeah. Yeah. But so their drummer is their vocalist and drummers uh. are always like that needed presence in a band. It's like, uh, fuck, I can't find a drummer. So I was curious how many bands the the drummer's in. And he's in nine. Awesome. Yeah. Uh the the Warwolves. Isn't that a great band <laughs> name? Uh Wear Goat. Um probably one of the more well known uh that he's part of is Mournful Congregation. Uh yeah. d- that death doom I wanna I I wanna say. I believe they're also under Dark Descent. Uh, just to make sure, is he... Fu- I'm sorry, Funeral Doom. Is he also the drummer of those He's bands? He's the drummer in all bands. Okay, gotcha. I didn't know if if he like switched roles up. Yeah, let's see here. Mournful Congregation's been around since 2000, uh, 1993. He's been the drummer since 2015. Okay, so he's not like an original member or anything, but uh, that's... I fucking get off on tangents. But anyway, I think I might like this album more than their previous. Mm. But it's still, you know, fresh. I haven't listened to it that many times because, you know, there's ten bands on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Eleven, technically. One of them is a split, but I'm not playing both both bands, just the one. Yeah, that that was... I I think that that was a a good song. I like uh, I like that more bands. Well, I don't want to say more bands because a lot of bands, a lot, especially a lot of metal bands, are doing this. Uh, but I like that metal bands are like incorporating the lower, like the low end of of sound, and like really trying to pack in an ass load of heavy into it. Yeah. I I'm very. I love my mid-range tones. Like I like like stuff to be sharp, but when uh, people do the whole low end thing, like and it's it's bass heavy, and like I think that it like it really like packs the punch that it needs for 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 especially metal like this. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very appropriate. I don't know if this would have the same impact if it was uh, if it was if it was mid-range. I don't know if I'm using the right terms. I, I, I totally get what you're saying, and I don't think it would. I really think that it's like, like they keep it nice and low and heavy and just like like a big big fat man with fat fist punching you in the face, and, and you like yes, it. Yes, do like it. <laughs> like being punched in the face <laughs> by the low end. Yeah. Well, let's give people some whiplash. Oh, here we go. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna mellow it down to some trad <laughs> shit, cause focus. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this crip sermon. 
which, if I'm not mistaken, I played on my Good Clean Fun episode. I remember the name. I'm a bad person. Let's you're, just. You're let's not. Just. You're not a bad person. You're not. Uh, let's see. Crypt Sermons, The Ruins of Fading Light, releasing also under Dark Descent Records. Uh, that comes out on the 13th of September. Mm. All right. So, The Ruins of Fading Light is a collection of existential meditations set to the backdrop of looming apocryphal vestiges from a lost dark age. Uh, the lyrics explore the limits of faith and family, life and loss, strength and pride, between thundering riffs and plaintive acoustic moments. The music explores new territories on the landscape of epic doom and heavy metal. Still, one message echoes as Crypt Sermon marches onward. We are doomed. Anyway, if you like bands like Candlemass, Solitude, Eternus, Spirit Adrift, Magic Circle, Summerlands, Visigoth, Pagan Altar, and... I don't know why they say Bathory. Maybe late-era Bathory? I don't know. Either, either way, it's good shit. You're going to enjoy King Fuck Me. King, King, fuck me. You're going to enjoy <laughs> Key of Solomon. It's the key. The Key of Solomon. And it's delightful. Here it goes.
So, Crip Sermon. King. Key. Key of Solomon. Solomon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Solomon. Solomon. Um, which is a book. Yes, it is. What do you know about said book? Um, not much. I know, um, like, I don't know, like, a great deal about it, but I understand that it's supposed to be, like, a demon invocation. Like, it's this very long and drawn-out thing. Um, I don't know. I never got into that type of magic. There's there's a purpose behind it, but I never got into stuff like that because it's just, it's too freaky for me. Yeah, that's cool. But hey, the song makes it very uh, glorious, and, <laughs> and now I'm back on board. I want to try it. No, that's <laughs> that's a joke. I don't want to do that. But the, no, the song but, was good. Come on, cold fun. It uh, according to Wikipedia, because you know you go to Wikipedia and you look shit up. Uh, but it is influenced by earlier works of Jewish Kabbalists and. Arab alchemists. Uh, it also incorporates aspects of Greco-Roman magic of late antiquity. But yeah, a uh, book probably came out in Latin or Italian back in like the 14th or 15th century. Yeah. But a lot of the surviving old. texts are from the late 16th, 17th, and eight, or 18th centuries. So maybe we can find an old copy and... Mm-hmm. Uh, not read it out loud, but read it like no, in our minds. Read it out loud together. <laughs> you know, I've 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 often wondered about things like that, uh, especially for something that's that old. Like mm-hmm. I get uh, the Bible, you got the, the Bhagavad Gita, all these other things, but this type of stuff, like what? possess <laughs> what possesses someone to be like like even if it is made up what possesses someone to say i'm going to i'm going to do this like something has to start in order for for something like that to turn up cuz it's super complex you mean it's, like the creation yeah, of like, like how do you think this shit up like how how does that like come about like i'm that's what i want to know uh well I'm gonna guess that it's old myths and legends getting mm-hmm. passed on uh lots of drugs I even mean, the 14th century oh dude the, they've unburied and, and like opium Viking priestesses that have pouches with residue of like marijuana and people were eating shrooms back in the day getting all berserker rage and shit like people mm-hmm. were doing stuff yeah. That yeah. I don't doubt, but it's just, yeah. I don't know, This the strangeness is very peculiar. Like, are you familiar with Wim Hof? Yes. Okay, so Wim Hof is this uh, Dutch guy that does these crazy breathing exercises and then, like, climbs mountains in his fucking gym shorts. Uh, it's yeah, like so fucking snow. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking crazy, but uh, apparently you can, like, do the Wim Hof breathing exercise so much that you can make your brain release the hormones or chemicals or whatever it is that your brain releases when you die. <laughs> so, like, what if people were doing that back in the day and they were like, no, dude, seriously, like, I could totally summon Tiamat. 
<laughs> See, what what you just explained sounds way more rational than something like like this. Like it's that as far as like technique and what you're able to do with that because mm-hmm. there's a lot of benefits from doing that. Yeah. Like I there's something so odd. I'm not saying it's real. I'm just saying that when when you look further into the Key of Solomon, it's it's very complex and like kind of spooky. I like spooky. And <gasps> makes me wonder how many people have actually done that in our time. Dude. Halloween's coming up. Let's let's find a key of Solomon. Light some candles. You have fun with that. <laughs> I won't be a part of that. Oh, party pooper. But that that aside. Song was good. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was uh, very uh, reminiscent of help me out here bands in uh it did remind me of candle mass i like candle mass did remind me of candle mass yeah i definitely got like a like the way the music was going made me think of a ritual yeah a little bit fair enough but i i like i like crib sermon so i'm like woo bring it well i think we need to get things heavy again that sounds fine to me. <laughs> uh, let's listen to some fucking Vortex. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, they're releasing their album, Them Witches, on Gates of Hell Records. Them Witches? Them Witches is the name of the album. That comes out September 27th. Uh, we're going to listen to Death at Dawn. This groundbreaking Dutch cult meddlers celebrate 40th anniversary with 10 songs of hard-hitting athemic metal. Uh, yeah, that's right. This band's been around for 40 years. I was years. about to say, did you say 40th anniversary? That's 40th. That's old. Okay, so Them Witches is a collection of songs unearthed from 1987 brought to life in time for the band's 40th anniversary. Nice. They've been our band since 1979. Yeah. Um, Past is alive. They were influenced by bands uh, like Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin. Let's see. They uncovered songs originally intended for the band's third album, which was supposed to see the light of day in 1987. Realizing the potential of these songs, they decided to fucking re-record the demos in preparation for the band's 40th anniversary uh behind the song so we're gonna hear death at dawn and this is a little spiel waking up the lady has disappeared and the emptiness inside feels a lot like dying this land is in a civil war and in the dawning of the day a huge explosion wipes away the lives of a lot of people the old man tries to start the day by gathering everything that was that has once made his fulfilling life worthwhile fucking doorbells and we're back fucking amazon <laughs> fuckers never ring the doorbell when they leave a package and then the day i decide to record wow ring the doorbell they knew they knew the guy was like i smell, I smell recording bitching episode going I smell, on i smell bitching happening cuz you know when bitching's going down <laughs> Gotta hit hit that doorbell. I don't know. You gotta hit that doorbell. Uh, But anyway, we're gonna listen to some uh, old, 
old, good old music that should have released like a long time ago. I'm yeah, I'm very <laughs> I'm very interested in that. As you should be. Well, uh here's Death at Dawn. <laughs>
Okay, that was Vortex. Death at Dawn. For a band that's been around for 40 years, I'd I'd say that that was that was uh that was polished. Right? I didn't quite expect that. I expected it to expected it to be a little bit more like sound older, but this band could could totally jam it with bands that play music like that. For sure. Fuck yeah, they can. Well done, Dutch guys. Well done. Yeah, the Dutch are awesome. They're Dutch. Uh, Okay, so I'm totally backpedaling and going back to Key of Solomon. (laughs) Because I find that shit interesting. Okay, so you are like, dude, that shit's creepy. And I'm like, I don't think it's quite so creepy as you think. According to the mythical history of the document... Solomon wrote the book for his son and commanded him to hide it upon his death. After many years, the book was discovered by a group of Babylonian philosophers repairing Solomon's tomb. No, like, nobody could interpret the text until one of them suggested that they should ask the Lord for understanding. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and exacted a promise that he would keep the text hidden from the unworthy and the wicked. After which he was able to read it plainly. Uh, Then the guy placed a spell on the book that the unworthy, the unwise, or those who did not fear God would would not attain the desired effect from any of the workings contained in it. So people were, like the book, like book one contains conjurations, evocations, curses to summon and contain spirits of the dead and demons. But they were like doing it through God, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, but for what's what's creepy. the purpose of all of that, though? I, pff, I don't know. Biblical times, people throwing rocks at each other and turn into salt, and shit was fucked up. To me, that that is way more outrageous than somebody writing the Bible. It's just it's it's so much farther out there. Right? But what the the little tidbit that you did give me that does give me a little bit more of an understanding of where that's coming from. Mm-mm. Book one also describes how to find stolen items, become invisible, gain <sighs> favor and love, and so on. That's what one of those things from the book of ceremonial magic was about. Because mm. for each demon that you that you like conjure, they they serve a purpose, right? Yeah. This one does this. This one does this, like Payman from Hereditary, or it's a fucking good movie. But yeah, yeah. Well, the whole like gain favor and love makes me think of what's that book written in like the fifties or sixties? How to gain friends and influence others. <laughs> <laughs> Ye old favor book. Um, let's see. Book two describes various purifications which the operator terms exorcist would undergo how they should clothe themselves how the magical implements used in their operation should be constructed and what animal sacrifices should be made to the spirits that's how you know it's old because who's who's sacrificing animals anymore yeah (laughs) Uh, i'm sure quite a few people are just don't know about it you're right some tribe on an island that doesn't know what's up well, I'm thinking maybe we should listen to some Ripper. Sounds good to me. 
As it should. Rip it up. Uh, Let's see. Ripper's releasing Sensory Stagnation uh, under Unspeakable Axe Records on the 30th of September. Let's see. This is their fucking third full-length album. Uh, This is Chilean Thrash. Uh, This is their first new material in three years. This is going to be some high-speed thrash with intricate riffs, as well as philosophical lyrics and incomprehensible good bass work. I love me some good bass work. Me too. Uh, let's see. But the band has leaned a little further into their progressive influences with more pronounced presence of atheist riding shotgun with their usual South American thrash thrashiness. So, yeah. This is going to be a 20-minute long release, sounds like. Hmm. Uh, apparently, it's loaded with some of the band's best playing and most fascinating ideas. But we're going to listen to the song, The Unreal. Let's get unreal. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking couldn't help it. Here it goes. <laughs>
So that was Ripper sounding atheisty. Wait, that wasn't atheist. <laughs> ah, it's pretty good. Yeah, the first. Well, a lot of parts of that that song reminded me of of atheist. So I I see where they're coming from. Very very much a big fan of atheist. Good right. song. Right. Oh, speaking of recently announced cattle decapitation touring with atheist. <laughs> Whoa. Are we going? Uh, when a- when is it? Oh fucking! I don't remember. It was just announced. If it's not on a weekday, there is a possible chance that I might. Well, uh, yeah. It's atheist. Have you ever seen atheist? No. Will you ever get a chance to see them again? That's a good point. Mm-hmm. But I I will say this. Uh, I did see Cynic live. Now that that was a big deal. Fuck um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. To me, like atheist is kind of like like death. Like can't see death anymore. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if it's not if it's not on a Sunday or a weekday. Well, well, Sunday is a weekday, I guess. The tour starts just before Thanksgiving and will wrap up just as Christmas comes. And one of the dates will serve as the official pre-party for the Decibel Magazine Beer Metal and Beer Fest. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye out because I have no idea when that's going down because Bands in Town is a piece of shit and isn't giving me any information except past events <laughs> crap heads anyway hey let's listen to something a little more traditional okay yeah we're gonna listen to some Void King because, you know, when you say a band name, you got it sound all brutal and shit. Uh, hold up. Go, go, Gadget Notes. I got, like, four pages of notes here. It's good, and you're prepared. Oh, you... You f- always have, like, a ton of notes. I try. I try to be prepared. I'm not making this up, people. Like, she, like, prints off a book to read from. Uh, you thought the rainforest was on fire. I'm just printing shit. <laughs> Yeah. Too soon. You can see it. Let's see. Void King. They are from Indianapolis. They are Stoner Doom and Roll. (laughs) Doom and Roll, huh? Doom and Roll. It's a little rocky. It's a little doomy. It's Doom and Roll. Yeah, it's a little Doom and Roll. Yeah. Um. Let's see. They are on Off the Records Records. That sounds real dumb. Uh, their album is called Baron Domination, which releases on the 13th of September. Uh, this is their second release. It harnesses raw emotion and embraces a darker, heavier sound to express three years of personal and group struggles and victories. That's what makes it good. That's why it's got that stoner doom and roll taste. I'm making shit up. Anyway, at the heart of it, this record is who we are. Jason and I have been through some pretty trying times in the past, in the last couple of years and managed to rise above it all, says guitarist Tommy Miller. I wouldn't go so far as to call this a concept record, but there's a theme running through the entire thing. 
We take a lot. We talked a lot about making sure that this record was massive between recording the drums in an empty warehouse and having the guitar player from Bong Ripper master the record, the record. I would say that this album is exactly what we were looking for, says their drummer, That's Derek dedication. Felix. It is dedication. Uh, I think warehouse. I, I that's like the whole reason I read those quotes is because they recorded the drums in an empty warehouse, and I want to see if I can hear the warehouse. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely be listening to that because a lot of times um, there there are a lot of metal bands. Like I can't think of any like right off the top of my head, but a lot of times I've listened to them and I've I've thought, wow, this is so heavy. It sounds like sounds like they're playing in a cave. Sounds like they're playing in a abandoned warehouse. Like maybe they're recording in a bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? But drums. What it, it was drums in the warehouse, right? Drums in the warehouse. I mm, feel like we're playing natural clue. Reverb. Drums in the warehouse. It was Colonel Mustard with the drums of the warehouse. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna listen to the longest winter.
All right, so that was Void King with their song Longest Winter off of their upcoming album, Baron Domination. It's good. Did you enjoy that stoner doom and roll? Yeah, um, for the most part, the drums just sounded like there was just basic reverberation. But if that was the the warehouse, <clears throat> the warehouse that was, uh, it's pretty good. I wonder how big the warehouse was. I don't know. I wonder if there's some real weird nerdy person out there that's like listening. They'll like listen to the album and they'll like start calculating in their head like the volume of the the <laughs> warehouse. Yeah. Um, but I mean, fucking ridiculous. I'm going to stop that. It's a cool thing to think about. It's but a weird thing to think about. <laughs> yeah, it is really because like there because he'd have headphones on <laughs> not the kid but the, the guy actually doing the drumming he'd have yeah. headphones on and the music would be playing so he'd be so okay so it, it makes sense but i just didn't hear too much uh warehousiness yeah well that's i guess uh applaud the recording yeah i mean if you don't i mean nowadays it's pretty quick to just add a little bit of reverb but hey all about the organics right when i record in a warehouse i'm game for that well it's like practical effects Mm-hmm. those it's are very always jim hensony always taste oh this though this is lacking in muppets yeah for sure um well this music's kind of got me in the mood for some Australian music. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, We're going to hear the Neptune Power Federation. They're releasing their fourth studio album, Memoirs of a Rat Queen, on the 27th of September. You you chuckle. You laugh. Rat rat queen. Um, They're... Image and sound reflect progressive metal and space rock with the goal of recreating music that was played from 1968 to 1978. Uh, the Memoirs of a Rat is the first album that they're releasing on Cruz de la Sur music, though, even though it's their fourth album ever released. Um, this is kind of a, a mushing of various rock genres like Queen, Motorhead, T-Rex. Um, yeah, I'm not sure who T-Rex is. Haven't heard of them. Ooh. Uh, Have I, you? Uh, yeah, yeah, but I don't remember them very well because I consume so much and shit so much out, not a lot of it sticks. Yeah. Um, it is, you can uh, get the album with a graphic novel uh it is an 80 page graphic novel slash lyric book so if that's your jam sounds interesting do it because i bet it's sick but i appreciate music and graphic novel and like the con it's like comics and music have a baby and i like that baby <laughs> sounds delightful it is uh but their front woman is very she's very theatrical 
she's got like crazy costumes and she's got a good voice and we're gonna listen to the song watch our masters bleed we have struggled yet we will succeed and
that was the Neptune Power Federation. I was signed up with them a few years back, but I've gotten away from them. Uh, decided to maybe try Mars instead. Yeah. <laughs> Get your ass to Mars. No, that that was that was a really good song. Right? Probably my favorite so far in this episode. Oh shit. Caught, that caught me by surprise, especially her voice. It's good, right? It is good. Oh, I should totally show this band to my dad. Cause my dad's cool. Not because it's sounding like it's it, okay, it sounds like it's from the sixties <laughs> and seventies. But like he's into cool shit. My dad's cool as fuck. So Your dad is cool. That's fucking right. Love my dad. He's the coolest. Uh, but yeah, I think that shit's the tits. And wow, what does that put us at? Music wise, fuck. That was that was the sixth song, which means we have four more. All right, so we need a thirty minute or. Th- uh, um, dude, <gasps> maybe I could just like put some random song of a band I've played before that's like really fucking long and just like make that the outro outro just like play that be like go to sleep children until <laughs> next month um but anyway let's 50 listeners lost 50 <laughs> listeners lost they're like and we quit um uh, we need something a bit more heavy okay all right um do you want death metal or black metal? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. Death metal. Death metal? Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll do algebra. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, that's I'm not very band. good at it. That's the name of the band, by the way. Uh, hold up. <laughs> so number seven, algebra. Please hold while I find my notes in the mountain of notes. Notes, mountain. Schmountain. All right. Algebra. This is releasing Pulse. Pulse? P-U-L-S-E question mark. Pulse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying yeah, it. I'm just saying yeah. it. Yeah, I'm Pulse? Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I'm yeah. Ron Burgundy. Uh, this is being released uh, the 30th of September uh, on Unspeakable Axe Records. This is Swiss Tech Thrash. And you know it's tech because they named their band Algebra. Yep. Uh, this is their second full length uh, for Unspeakable Axe and third overall. You will hear some Bay Area influences and some classy lead harmonics. Mm. I'm sorry, harmonies. Bay Area influence. But it's Swiss tech thrash. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for Pulse? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
algebra. I hated that class in school, but I think this band's pretty tight. I thought for a second there you're gonna say this you didn't you hated this band. It's like how could anyone hate this band? I know. That's a lot going on there, but then again mm-hmm. it's algebra. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My high school algebra teacher was a dingus. I had a fair teacher. Like I in sixth or seventh grade, had a fair teacher, and then when I got into high school, no, oh. that's that's not true because I had Miss Sorrels. I don't know. I have nothing bad to say about her. Oh. Never mind. But I still have problems with algebra as an adult. But I don't have problems with a song because it was very easy to understand. But I don't know why. In the middle of the song, they like they must have like stopped recording. And someone must have been listening to Metallica <laughs> in the background. Well, I, I definitely heard the death influences and the Meta- yeah. and, and the Metallica influences. But I uh, noticing those influences, I'm not complaining. Yeah, I'm not complaining either. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this. Uh, but I feel the need to share about some of my math teachers in school. Uh, I don't remember their names, but I had a middle school math teacher that named his daughter five to the second power mm-hmm. her, they called her fifth two but her legal name was five to the second power wow yeah i had a math teacher in high school that would make at the end of the week and this is even if the week is like you only go to school monday tuesday at the end of the week at the end of class you had to sing happy trails like the whole class had to sing it and if you didn't, you would have to stand up you and drink sing the it juice by yourself. It kills you. <laughs> like I remember this guy like throwing like erasers at students and like <laughs> slamming slamming his ruler down. <laughs> but like I kinda liked him, but I really hated singing that fucking song for like a whole school year. <laughs> I'd hate seeing the eraser. <laughs> he also like okay, this is in Colorado and he's he's like this guy looks he's dressed like a cowboy, like Fucking handlebar mustache, <laughs> cowboy hat. Are you sure he was he like a coach or was he like uh-uh. official? Okay, no, he did. I don't, as far as I know, he did no sports. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm I'm imagining it, but I'm still stuck on the erasers being thrown. Fuck, what was his name? He had like a weird like <laughs> like Rock was his last name Rock or something or. Uh. Brock, Brock the Rock, math teacher. I don't remember. Brock the Rock, I'd eraser thrower. Fucking high school yearbook, and who wants to look at that shit? So, did he throw the eraser in like a fit of rage? Was there rage um, behind his eraser throwing? I mean, was it like I believe quiet? The student was not paying attention uh-huh. during class, and like. But I, I remember him <laughs> slamming the, the, the yardstick on desks a lot more frequently. Like, hi, I'm educating you. Pay the fuck attention. Except, you know, you can't <laughs> swear, so you speak through your stick. Yeah. I think he broke it once. Because <laughs> that's the rational thing to do. Yeah, but he's not, like, hurting the students. He's just making loud noises. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was never in school when it was allowed to, like, strike a student. I'm not that old. Yeah. I actually have no idea when they actually stopped doing that anyways, so... Striking students? Yeah. <laughs> did you experience that here in Texas? Uh, yeah. <gasps> I did. 
a, Texas a, a is few, barbaric. Yeah, a few people being handled how they should not be handled. Um, oh. What? Matt got his butt paddled? Yeah. Oh, fuck, what, did, what, what grade was this? Oh, the principal. Kindergarten. Kindergarten principal swatting little boys' asses. I mean, first grade kindergarten, it smashes together. I remember that that used to be a thing in, um, like, in, like, fifth grade, it seemed like. No shit. Do you remember Miss Hunter? Um, hold up. Apparently she did that. This is, like, off, off yeah, on tangent land. But, no, curious. Because of algebra. It's a good band. When did teachers <laughs> stop hitting students? Yesterday. Here's a summary from The Guardian. <laughs> the ban on corporal punishment came into force in 1986. This is in British state schools. Uh, so this is like <laughs> Scotland, Northern Ireland. Uh, but anyway, so... Algebra is a good band. Algebra is a good band. Don't hate your students. Uh, do, do math. Do math if it sounds like Metallica and death. No. <laughs> uh, let's get back on this uh, choo-choo train of gloriousness. We're going to listen to More in the Light. All right, More in the Light is a split with Oxblood Forge. Um, so More in the Light is a doom band from Norwich, Connecticut. And the split is with the Trad Metal Doom band Blood, I'm sorry, Oxblood Forge from Massachusetts. So one split, two talented, passionate bands. Uh, but you only get to listen to More in the Light. We're going to listen to Lost All Control. <laughs>
so that sounded a little Rob Zombie voice. Uh, am I crazy? I didn't hear Rob Zombie, but I heard um, reminded the, me of '90s like I don't know the voice. There's something about the voice that reminded me of something. Anyway, more in the light. Reminded me of a <laughs> crowbar, um, huh. and it did a little. They did a little like weird thing, and then they came back to the chorus. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, there there definitely was some Zach Wild <laughs> bendies in there. That's always good stuff. The the pinch harmonics. Oh fuck, we we got. We got two bands left. No, we have five. No. <laughs> no. I mean, two bands of new shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know what? I want to hear some, <laughs> after listening to More in the Light, let's listen to some Arctos. Arctos? A-R-C-T-O-S. Arctos? Yep. <laughs> Which I have notes for. So, they're releasing their album, Beyond the Grasp of Mortal Hands, on Northern Silence Productions, which puts some, some good shit out, like Culloden Brood. Ugh, ugh, they need a second album already. Anyway, uh, Beyond the Grasp of Mortal Hands releases September 20th. Uh, oh, God. So, this is inspired by the godless wastelands of Northern Alberta. Canada? Canada, yeah. The the northern cold bits of the Canadian bits. As well as the jagged monoliths of the Canadian Rockies. Arctos brings together a unique blend of sounds to craft and form. Craft a form? Who wrote this copy? (laughs) Anyway, it's uh, black metal with atmosphere and melody. Anyway, the band's formed back in 2014. Uh, and I think you're gonna like it. You're chuckling. Yeah, just imagine, like, Matt, like, going in and, like, <laughs> just, like, rewording everything on your notes. And like, why? Well, like, again, I'm Ron Burgundy? Like, <laughs> I, I think it's, like, I wake up in the morning and I'm, like, I should, I should work on my show notes, you know, before I have any, like, tea or breakfast, and I'm just like, I'll type, I'll type, oh God. I, it's self-sabotage. It happens. Most certainly. Did I fucking say the name of the song? I feel like you did. I feel like I did, too. But now I don't remember what it's called. And I got, <laughs> it's buried, it's buried in the notes. Oh, fuck. Uh, ooh, I didn't, The Ancestor's Path. Yeah, I don't remember you saying Yeah, that. see? It's a good thing I checked, or else people would be like, what am I listening to? <laughs> I have no idea. Ancestor's Path.
That might be my favorite song on this episode. It's a pretty good song. It's real good. That was real good. Don't don't, don't be downplaying my Arctos. <laughs> Arcturus? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fucking band names. They're real good, though. From Alberta. Alberta. Because <laughs> it's cold. I, I'm sorry. Oh, goodness. And, and we lose all the listeners. <laughs> all five of them. <laughs> oh, come on. There's more than that. Okay. Uh, I was trying to... So they're all like veterans so to speak and in, in in metal but i've never heard of any of these bands i mean most of them like x villainizer uh x troll band uh their vocalist is also in a band called shotgunner what was the one before that troll band troll band oh, okay gotcha uh phylactery that's uh, where their bass player is. He's in a band called Phylactery. Display of Decay. It's hmm. a cool band name. Right? Yeah. But just because I haven't heard of any of those bands doesn't mean they're not a bunch of talented musicians. Right, right. Um, Bass player is fresh, though. He joined this year. Wow. Uh, but anyway, well done, Canadian black metalers. I'm sorry, Canadian melodic black metalers. Hmm. Don't you forget it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that brings us to a single from an album that's coming out at some point. Hmm. So, okay, so Xenocorp is the record label. The band is called Mithratic. Oh, yeah, we... You're discussing this earlier. That's Indeed. my guess as well. Uh, the album is called Titanos Mystique. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, this releases on the 13th of September. This is some sickening blackened death metal. Bring it on. Uh, their new album releases. I just told you when it fucking releases. <laughs> And uh, you'll go and buy yeah. it, and uh, you'll do it when it comes out. You can pre-order it if you want to, if you like it. I forgot about pre-orders. Um, the song is called The Night Torn From Herself. Um, oh, okay, so I'm, I might get off on a little bit of a tangent. That's fine. Uh, That's just fine. FYI, if you enjoy Mayhem, Morbid Angel, and Immortal, I'm sorry, Immolation getting my eye bands mixed up yes you're probably gonna enjoy this um so the album title is taken from a french avant-garde poet named roger gilbert lecomte it's french i'm not good with french uh this guy was interesting he would willingly infect himself with tetanus in order to dive into delirious mystical cries and based on books by and it's also based on books by controversial french writer louis ferdinand celine and the german-american writer charles bukowski i'm familiar with that man right okay so 
Russell of my notes. Yeah. Okay. So Roger Gilbert, fucked up French name, used drugs, in particular <laughs> morphine, for both artistic and psycholo- psychological reasons. As was predicted in his poetry, his death was the result of an infection caused by the use of dirty hypodermic needles. He was in his 30s when he passed. Oh, my God. He was a youngin'. Drugs Uh, will get you people. Drugs. Yep, them dirty needles. Uh, So, Louis Ferdinand, Céline, developed a new style of writing that modernized French literature. His most famous work is the 1932 novel Journey to the End of the Night. Uh, Céline used a working-class spoken style of language in his writing and... Attracted, I'm sorry, and attacked what he considered to be the overly polished bourgeois language of the academy. His works influenced a broad array of literary figures, not only in France, but also in the English-speaking world and elsewhere in the Western world, which included authors associated with modernism, existentialism, black comedy, and the beat generation. And I know you're a Charles Bukowski fan. Very much. Uh, But for those that aren't familiar, his writing was influenced by social, cultural, and economic ambience of his home city of Los Angeles. His work addresses the ordinary lives of poor Americans, the act of writing, alcohol, relationships with women, and the drudgery of work. The FBI kept a file on him as a result of his column, Notes of a Dirty Old Man, in the L.A. Underground newspaper, Open City. Yep. So these interesting characters are what's, like, influencing this music? That's rad. Yeah. I very very much appreciate that. So anyway, we're going to listen to The Night Torn From Herself. I feel like that's a lot of stuff for one song, but you know me. When I, when you go, you you go hard. <laughs> All right, we're we're gonna play that song. We're gonna run out.
Mithratic album title taken from Roger Gilbert LeComet's book and then based on books by French writer Louis Ferdinand and German-American Charles Bukowski. And I think there's some delightful black and death metal. There's a lot of um, a lot going on there. A lot of wackiness, but good wackiness. Yeah. It's good. I, I've out of the French bands that I have played, I think this one might be my favorite. Yeah, though the most amusing was definitely Mother Shit. That shit was hilarious. But this this was good. Um, I have no idea what they're saying, but that's okay. <laughs> Are they actually singing in French? Uh, I don't know if they're actually singing in French because they could be singing in English. It could be French. It could be Space Alien. When it's growling, <laughs> I typically don't know what the fuck you're saying. Yeah. But if you're doing like a good, ah, uh, that that's my jam. Makes yeah. me happy. Now that you mention it, I think of like all of the death metal bands that I know of, and I I can really only like name a few that are like crystal clear as far as like what they're saying. The majority of it's just. All right, so thank you, Metal Archives. They do have the lyrics of this song, and they are indeed in English. Like a lightning that dies at its birth from the four bestial faces of horizon, I burn where the asters is at its agony and offering of sins and scorn, when the night is torn from herself, wrapped in horror of living, rolled by the wheel of thorns, when thousand eyes are watching, there the lightning shall fall, rise, insurgent. I am a doomsday preacher, uncontrolled, that read answers in the fire of your souls, fire that consumed your fate, the mask when you turned your face, fools that Torn their own image wrapped in horror of living rolled by the wheel of thorns. I am a doomsday preacher. I read answers in the fire consumed in horror of living. I don't need you. No more in premises. I acquired an acceptance of life. Oh. I have a feeling that there's some need of punctuation because there's not a single fucking period. Uh, There's one exclamation mark. But I guess that kind of gives you an idea of what the song's about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Hey, they have a song called Toothless Bite. Sounds playful. Sounds gummy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But anyway, if you enjoyed all of that wonderful music, uh, go forth and support these bands. Uh, <clears throat> buy it. Buy it, yeah. Uh, I'm going to do something I haven't done before. I'm just going to like throw in a rando local song at the end of the episode. An extra? An extra. Just something to like, you know, listen to. Bonus song. 
I'm down for that. Uh, I th- maybe I should just do this like every episode, but it's gonna be local shit because local bands are the tits. We got some good local bands, and I figured why not start it off with my favorite local band, Giant of the Mountain. Sounds giant good to me. of the mountain. I'm saying giant kids, not Gina. <laughs> I hear you snickering. I snicker- <laughs> I, I hear you through cyberspace snickering. Um, I've decided to play something off of a release from 2016. Uh, the Empty Quarter. I really enjoy Crawl, so I'm gonna play that. Uh, but yeah, share share music, share it with your friends. If you like something, share it. Let's get these bands some some love and attention. Uh, but that that does it for the September episode. Oh, we should do something fun for October. Oh, spooky shit. Metaltober. Yes, I like Halloween. Halloween's my jam. Me too. Anyway, here's Crawl. Mm-hmm. 